I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. As we continue our chronological reading of the Old Testament, today we're looking at 2 Samuel chapter 5, beginning with verse 11, down through chapter 6, verse 23, and then 1 Chronicles chapters 13 through 16. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Now, in today's reading, you'll notice that some of the events in 1 Chronicles and 2 Samuel are recorded in a little different order in these chapters, and so we'll be following the order in 2 Samuel. Let's begin with King David, who has more wives and more kids. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 11 through 16, and 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 11. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. And David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem, after he had come from Hebron. Also more sons and daughters were born to David. Now these are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem. Shammuah, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhiah, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet. The parallel passage is over in First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 1. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees with masons and carpenters to build him a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, for his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. Then David took more wives in Jerusalem, and David begot more sons and daughters. And these are the names of his children whom he had in Jerusalem, Shammuah, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elpelet, Nogah, Nephig, Japhiah, Elishama, Be'eliada, and Eliphelet. Well, with lots of wives, you get lots of children. No, no, this is not all of them by a long shot, but these are the ones who were born in Jerusalem. We find a list of those born in Hebron, along with these also in First Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 16 and 17, it says of the future king of Israel, the following, but he shall not multiply horses for himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses. For the Lord has said to you, You shall not return that way again, neither shall he multiply wise for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. Now, the Hebrew word for multiply means to create an abundance. It appears that David had an abundance of wives which, by the way, was contrary to the law of Moses. And then we find that David has a couple of bouts with the Philistines, recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 to 25, and 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 through 17. First, 2 Samuel chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. 
Now, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Raphaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up, circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. Now let's go over and look at the same account in First Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 8. Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? The Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said to him, You shall not go up after them, circle around them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to the battle. For God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gezer. Then the fame of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. Well, for the Philistines, their trouble has just begun with David now as the king of Israel. They finally figure out that David is really their enemy. You'll recall back in 1 Samuel chapter 29, that's when David was being pursued by Saul. Well, among whom did he live at that time? Well, it was the Philistines. But now he's the king of the nation that is undoubtedly their enemy. David seemed to have gotten a honeymoon period while he was just king over Judah. But here they come against David now that he's king of Israel, and they want David's head. David consults his battle planner, Jehovah. As a matter of fact, twice in this passage he does so, and soundly defeats the Philistines in northern Judah. In the process of getting trounced by David's army, the Philistines left their idols behind. David and his men burned those idols, then on their second battle attempt against David, Jehovah instructs David to come up from behind them, and boom, the battle's over. After those victories, we're told that the nations around Israel feared David and Israel. 
We notice from 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 25, and 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 16, that David's conquest did not include the city of Gezer. Later, the Egyptian pharaoh conquered Gezer and gave it to Solomon as a dowry for his daughter. That's recorded in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 16. By the way, that's Solomon's first wife on record. Then we find how you're not supposed to transport an ark in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, and 1 Chronicles chapter 13. 1 2 Samuel chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. And David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called the name, the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. And they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill accompanying the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments of fir wood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez, Uzzah, to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. Now let's read the same account over in 1 Chronicles chapter 13. Now keep in mind that we're following the chronology over in 2 Samuel. So we already looked at the events of 1 Chronicles 14. Now we're backing up a chapter to 1 Chronicles chapter 13 verse 1. Then David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said to the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it be of the Lord our God, let us send out to our brethren everywhere who are left in all the land of Israel, and with them to the priests and Levites who are in their cities and their common lands, that they may gather together to us. And let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we have not inquired at it since the days of Saul. Then all the assembly said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of the people. So David gathered all Israel together from Shihor in Egypt to as far as the entrance of Hamath to bring the ark of God from kirjath Jerim. And David and all Israel went up to Balaam, to kirjath Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God the Lord, who dwells between the cherubim, where his name is proclaimed. So they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart. Then David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came to Kidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. 
Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? So David would not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months, and the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. All right, here's the order of business. Let's transport that ark to its new home in Jerusalem. No, not Noah's ark. We're talking about the ark of the covenant here, not that big boat. That ark had resided at Shiloh during Eli's day in 1 Samuel chapter 4. We see it there. That was before Israel decided to take it to the battle against the Philistines when it was captured. Remember how much grief it gave to the Philistines when they captured it in 1 Samuel chapter 5? Well, Abinadab, a Levite, has been keeping it in his house since they got it back many, many years ago. It had been delivered by the Philistines to Abinadab at Kirjath-Jerim, about eight miles west of Jerusalem. That's on the border between Benjamin and Judah. Now, Saul made no attempt whatsoever to have the ark returned to its proper home. But David sees the importance and determines to bring it home, well, sort of home. You see, David wants the ark moved to his new capital city, Jerusalem. The tabernacle built by Moses is actually set up at this point in time in Gibeon. David gets two professional ark movers to do the job, Abinadab's son, Ahio, and Uzzah. And they're accompanied by 30,000 security guards. Oh, by the way, David, there's a God-approved way to move this ark, but these professionals decide to haul it on a cart instead. That's a bad mistake. If you recall the specific instructions that were recorded in Exodus 25, verses 12 through 15, there they are regarding the exact procedures for moving the ark. Well, if you looked at that passage, you'll notice that this high-tech oxen-pulled cart, well, it's not in the passage. Leading the way, a big band even includes David himself. When the cart begins to tip, who's is there to steady it with his hand? But then he drops dead, because that's no way to carry an ark. Discouraged at the instant and afraid of God, David parks the ark with the Levite for further consideration at a later time. Well, that takes the wind out of that sail. David leaves it there at the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite so he can regroup after this tragedy. It stays there for three months. Incidentally, the house of Obed-Edom, they prosper as a result of the presence of the ark there. We see that in 2 Samuel 6.11 and 1 Chronicles 13.14. So then in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 13 to 23 and 1 Chronicles chapter 15, Here's another attempt to get that ark moved to Jerusalem. First, let's read 2 Samuel 6, beginning with verse 13. And so it was, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced there before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looking through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. 
And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Now we read the account in First Chronicles chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one may carry the ark of God but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and to minister before him forever. And David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. Then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites of the sons of Kohath, Uriel, the chief, and 120 of his brethren, of the sons of Merari, Asaiah, the chief, and 220 of his brethren, of the sons of Gershom, Joel, the chief, and 130 of his brethren, of the sons of Elisaphon, Shemaiah, the chief, and 200 of his brethren, of the sons of Hebron, Eliel, the chief, and eighty of his brethren, of the sons of Uziel, Amenadab, the chief, and one hundred and twelve of his brethren. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar, the priest, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Asaiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Amenadab. And he said to them, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us, because we did not consult him about the proper order. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles, as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord." Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising the voice with a resounding joy. So the Levites appointed Heman, the son of Joel, and of his brethren Asaph, the son of Berechiah, and of their brethren, the sons of Merari, Ethan, the son of Cushaiah, and with them their brethren of the second rank, Zechariah, Ben, Jaazael, Shemaramoth, Jehiel, Unai, Eliab, Benaiah, Maaseah, Mattathiah, Eliphelah, Mekneah, Obed-Edom, and Jeiel, the gatekeepers. The singers Heman, Asaph, and Ethan were to sound the cymbals of bronze. Zechariah, Aziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Unai, Eliab, Maaseah, and Benaiah with strings according to Alamoth. Mattathiah, Eliphelah, Mekneah, Obed-Edom, Jeiel, and Azariah to direct with harps on the Shemineth. 
Kenaniah, leader of the Levites, was instructor in charge of the music because he was skillful. Barakiah and Elkanah were doorkeepers for the ark. Shebaniah, Joshaphat, Nathanael, Amasai, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eliezer, the priest, were to blow the trumpets before the ark of God, and Obed-Edom and Jehiah, doorkeepers for the ark. So David, the elders of Israel, and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with joy. And so it was when God helped the Levites who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord that they offered seven bulls and seven rams. David was clothed with the robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who bore the ark, the singers, and Kenaniah, the music master with the singers. David also wore a linen ephod. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn, with trumpets and with cymbals, making music with stringed instruments and harps. And it happened as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David that Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David whirling and playing music, and she despised him in her heart. Well, the bad results were experienced on David's first attempt to move the ark to Jerusalem, but on this try... Some big-time preparations are made. David pulls his two high priests, Zadok and Abiathar, in on the deal in verse 11. First, get all the priests consecrated. David's order to the Levites is to sanctify yourselves. That involves certain prescribed ritual washings and the avoidance of any kind of ceremonial defilement. And that's according to the specifications of Leviticus chapter 8. Oh, and most importantly, verse 15 says that they used the poles to carry it as they were supposed to in the first place. That's also specified in the law of Moses. One more thing. If we're going to move the ark, let's make it a celebration, complete with music. David tells the priest to get their brothers to be the musicians. David's having a big time of celebration when the ark rolls into Jerusalem. Pardon me, there was no rolling this time. Now, Michael, who's David's first wife and daughter of Saul, she's not impressed. After all, here's David dancing in the streets around the ark in only a linen ephod without his royal garments. And she's probably thinking, my daddy would never have acted like that. Also, remember that she'd been taken away from David by Saul and she'd been given to another man. Afterward, David reclaims her and uh, he said, she's my wife, I want her back. And he was in a position of strength to do so back in Second Samuel chapter 3. However, also recall when God told Saul through Samuel back in First Samuel chapter 13 verses 8 through 14 that his descendants would not inherit the throne. That's what he said. That's why these verses here are so significant. While she once loved David, a lot has happened in between then and now. Now she's just plain old critical. First Chronicles chapter 15 simply reports in verse 29 that she despised him in her heart. Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 20 actually reports some of the insults that she cast at David. After David gives her his get over it speech, the passage then states that she never bore children to David, says that in verse 23 of Second Samuel 6, and that, by the way, fulfilled the prophecy by Samuel in First Samuel chapter 13 verses 8 through 14, that Saul's descendants would never have a part of the future throne. We should take particular notice of Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 17. It says, So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. David had built a new tabernacle in Jerusalem for the ark of the covenant. 
The other tabernacle is very, very old at this point in time and still resides in Gibeon. That's according to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 39 and 40. We're not given any specific details regarding the construction of the new tabernacle. It obviously had an altar where sacrifices could be made, as was done on this very day. And then finally, in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, we have the, the big old Ark is home celebration, beginning in verse 1. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to every one of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph the chief, and next to him Zechariah, then Jael, Shemaramoth, Jehael, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaiah, and Obed-Edom, Jael with stringed instruments and harps, but Asaph made music with cymbals. Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priest, regularly blew the trumpets before the Ark of the Covenant of God. On that day David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. When you were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all its fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that is in it. Then the trees of the wood shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, Save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. 
So he left Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before the Ark regularly, as every day's work required. And Obed-Edom with his sixty-eight brethren, including Obed-Edom the son of Jeduthun, and Hosah to be gatekeepers, and Zadok the priest and his brethren the priest before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place that was at Gibeon, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of burnt offering regularly morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord which he commanded Israel. And with them Heman and Jeduthun and the rest who were chosen, who were designated by name to give thanks to the Lord because his mercy endures forever." And with them Heman and Jeduthun to sound aloud with trumpets and cymbals and the musical instruments of God. Now the sons of Jeduthun were gatekeepers. Then all the people departed, every man to his house, and David returned to bless his house. Well, finally the ark gets a home. When the job's finally done, here's what David does. He distributes food, a meal, full meal for everyone. Then the big song of thanksgiving, sung by his newly formed men's ensemble, headed up by Asaph. The song begins in verse 8 and ends in verse 36 with, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. It's a song that recounts the covenant between God and Israel and invokes the names of Abraham and Jacob in the lyrics. The album goes super platinum, still being played today. Of course, when the king writes a song and it's been sung by special singers before the people, what else are the song critics going to say? I mean, job's complete. The ark is now in Jerusalem. It should also be noted in verses 39 and 40 that those verses clearly indicate that the tabernacle is now residing in Gibeon. That's the original tabernacle. Since the ark had been removed from the tabernacle back in Eli's day in 1 Samuel chapter 4, it had never been returned there. And now it's still not to be returned to that tabernacle, the original tabernacle, but instead it resides in a special place in Jerusalem, a new tabernacle prepared by King David. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.